Hey everybody, welcome back to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. It's a guy here, Sean Christopher Jenkins, and then I got a very close friend of mine, somebody I know very well from college. Uh, we haven't talked in some time now, so you'll be hearing a lot of our stories, a lot of our, uh, you'll be hearing a lot of our conversations we have. We have had behind closed doors for hours upon hours, all the way to the wee hours of the morning. So I'm very close to Vincent Peppers here, right here. All right, so um, he has an idea for us to do today on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, and wherever you're streaming from, you're probably watching it on my podcast, Upload Past Crossroads, the uh, after video of it, or on my page, Sean Christopher Jenkins. But uh, today we'll be talking about church malnourishment. So again, this was Vincent's idea. This video is about to be epic because this goes with a lot of conversations that me and Vincent have always had in the late hours of the night, just talking about God, talking about scripture, and then just edifying one another and building each other up. So Vince, I'll let you go ahead and take it over, man. Well, thanks for the wonderful introduction, Sean. Um, I first want to say um, thank you very much for having me on your platform. Um, it's been some years, um, like you said, since we've spoken. And um, through those years, I've been watching. So I'm very proud of you. Um, everything that you've accomplished, um, all your listeners, all of your followers. So yeah, I'm so honored to be on the Uplift Past Crossroads um, platform. So you mentioned about church malnourishment. So let's discuss church. Um, one of the most converse topics today um, in the churches all across America, in my opinion, is regarding nourishment. And honestly, um, I understand the concern and the discussion, but I want to discuss mostly what malnourishment is not before I address what malnourishment really is. Okay. So one of the first things that I've heard people talk about, so um, over the years, I've heard many people of worship not feeding them. And so I want to read Psalms um, and Psalms 100 verses 1 through 5 says, um, shout the earth, serve the Lord and, and delight. Come before his presence with no and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. Keep of his pasture, enter in his gates, into his gates with a song of thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless and good. His mercy and kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness endures to all generations. So this is a scripture that worship use a lot. However, talking about, is it talking about Vincent? Is it talking about Sean? It's not. It's talking about the Lord. It's not talking about us. Um, so worship is not about you or for you. Worship is not for Sean and it's not for Vincent. It's all about Jesus and it's for Jesus. This is something that um, people use as an excuse for malnourishment. 
However, you cannot use that. All right. For you. So um, I hope, um, Sean, that I just solved every worship with the older saints wanting versus the younger generation wanting to hear the goodness of God. God you know, mm -hmm. that's one many discussions I hear quite often is the old saints want to hear the older stuff. The younger saints want to hear the newer. Um, I didn't hear you. Yeah, the lag's, the lag's bad right now. <laughs> You hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I said the lag, the lag's pretty bad right now. So like, people miss what you were saying with the old saints and the new saints part. Yeah, the old saints and the new saints part, like that, the lag was pretty bad when you were describing that. You, you hear me? Older generation, generation. Yeah, so you can say it again, just so everybody gets what you're saying. Just take okay. it something. Okay. Yeah. Um, um I, I was just saying that I hope with me it's not about us. It's about Jesus. I hope, hope that I just um resolve. Um, every worship leader's so um, did you have any comments that you want to say regarding that yeah yeah I'll say something so um, I thought that that was pretty cool that you I didn't know the direction you're going with worship music like that. Like I figured it would have to do with something in that area, but I wasn't thinking like that. So like, that's so powerful because just talk about the AME church, that's what I'm in. I'm, I'm in the African Methodist Episcopal church, everybody. So in my denomination, there's a generation gaps. There's generation gaps like crazy in my denomination. So like with the older people, like whatever generation that is, baby boomers, you got the silent generation, which most of them, are pretty much almost dead. Um, <laughs> that's bad to say, but you get what I'm saying. Baby Booners. Then you got, um, I think, Generation X or something like that. I think that's my dad's generation. And then we're Generation Y. We're millennials. So like, there's a huge like gap to what interests us, what we like, what type right. of style we like, and all that stuff. And so a lot of times in the ME church, I can only speak for that. I'm not going to speak for Baptist and Catholic and all that stuff. A lot of times in AME church, like the people who are in leadership, who are over picking the songs and music or whatever, like they totally disregard what everybody else wants, especially the younger generation. Like they can basically, they basically say like, you know, the younger generation can kick rocks. Like this is how we, this is how it's going to be. This is how it is. Like they'll ask for ideas for the younger gen from the younger generation saying like, you know, uh, what songs do y'all want to hear? But as soon as you tell them, They'll, they'll act like they're going to do it. Majority of the time, they'll do that. They'll act like they're going to, they're listening to you. 
but they never implement or do anything to meet your needs. But that's good that you even said that because mm-hmm. everybody in the church in general are so focused on what they want anyways. Like my dad told me that coming into the ministry as a preacher, like you're talking to a congregation, right? So the more you're, the bigger your congregation, the more people you're talking to, obviously, right? So the more needs you have to meet and the more people are going through different things. So like on any given Sunday, which is so powerful, on any given Sunday, if you're preaching to an audience of people, like somebody's expecting something, somebody wants something. And it's all different from what everybody else wants. So like if we had like a caption thing, like a cartoon, you know, on a cartoon or comic book, there's like a caption, like bubble showing what the person's saying. So like if there was a caption bubble above mm-hmm. everybody's head in the church congregation when a pastor's preaching as to what everybody was thinking and saying, <laughs> like it would be so funny. Like everybody's in their yeah. own little world. Like some people want, you know, want a blessing, right? Some people want a house. Some people are trying to get married. Like everybody's going through something different, right? And right. so the whole basis, the whole focus is Jesus. So like everybody's mm-hmm. worried about what they want, but they're not worried about what Jesus wants. Like they're not worried about serving him. Like, and that's that's really the enemy church. That's what I've been experiencing. So like, cause I experienced like awesome worship, the best Sundays ever. And I've also experienced like the worst Sundays ever. Like. They're just awful. Like, you like, why the heck did I even go to church? And that's why. Like, you know, because everybody comes with their own agenda. Everybody comes with their own uh, their own uh, selfish interests, which takes away from the worship experience, right? So, yeah, I'll let you go ahead. Man. I know you're dying to say something for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got something you want to say, Vince? I wonder, you know, if we could see, not really, but I wonder what everyone's would say. What would be the, the cap? Um, what's on that person's mind when it should be all about Jesus? I do believe that there'll be some individuals that would say, theirs would say Jesus. You know, I love you, Lord, or you're worthy. Um, then other folks are going to be sitting and thinking, "Oh, what a service! Um, what what are we doing? You know, after service." Um, and that's unfortunate. I, I'll be transparent. In the moment when you started talking about cartoons, my mind went instantly like Sean is still tune thing. Um, you've been on the cartoon stuff since college. Yeah. So it clearly has not left you. He still likes nah. the cartoons. I love it. I love it. But that's where my, I wanted to give you, I wanted to give you an insider to my mind to let you know that my mind went to still on cartoons. He always been on cartoons. So yeah. Um, right. <laughs> but the, uh, my next point. Um, Sean is Jesus intake. That's my next topic. Now I know you're gonna have to comment on this one because yeah, it would not be you if you did not. So I've heard mm. many people express that the word that's being preached is not them. Okay, that's mm. what I've heard. 
you know, I'm a millennial. Sean, you're millennial. You're millennial, right? Yeah. Okay. I just, I mean, I've been around you for a little while, and you know, one minute I think you're young, and the next minute I think you're an older saint. <laughs> older, older saint. You know. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have expressed that the word is um, not feeding them. This dilemma could actually be malnourishment. It could, mm -hmm. because the word that is being preached is to edify you and feed you. Right? That's what it's. That's what it's supposed to do. Um. However, when I ask people about what when they come into service, I hear, oh, I come to be fed. That's what I hear. So I'll ask someone, are you full today? And their response is, oh, no, I come to be fed. Well, wait a minute. Hold it in yourself before you came. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, you know, when I hear that, I'm like, now, wait a minute. Don't get me wrong. You know, I do believe that it is the shepherd's job to to feed the sheep, but it, it is also the responsibility saying if a shepherd were to come out in a field and pour out the food for the sheep. Is he supposed to make the sheep come and eat? Go and eat. Are you following me, Sean? Yeah. You can't. If you okay, take a I'm horse in the water, sure. you can't. You can't force the horse so, to, to drink. Right. So a shepherd, he'll pour out the food on Sunday. That's great. He's pouring it out. And you eat it on Sunday, but what what are you are you not eating all during the week? So the is what is your Jesus intake during the week? Sometimes I found out that the church is not so. An individual's got to get and take in Jesus all, you know. So go ahead, Sean, because I know you have something to say. <laughs> yeah, I'll say my most with this one, man. Like, um, you guys know on my YouTube channel, we talk a lot about a lot of things. Um, not too long ago, um, when I first went to my dad's new church at St. Paul and me in Columbia, Tennessee, um I, we did a we did a Sunday school lesson on first Peter chapter two. So right here. So like I on my YouTube channel I have a lot of playlists and every playlist is like all sermons, Sunday school lessons, Bible studies on a particular topic. So first Peter two was what we talked about. And in first Peter two it reads this. It says, um I'm gonna just read the first three verses. It says first Peter two verse one says, Therefore rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Why? <laughs> because you're a new creation, right? You're not a, 
you're you were a corrupted seed, but now you're an incorruptible seed. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're born. That's the chapter before because he's you know Peter's right here says therefore. Anytime it says therefore, we got to figure out why it's why it's therefore. Right? Everybody knows that saying. Verse two says like new babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in salvation. Right? Verse three. Now they have tasted that the Lord is good. So because you have tasted that the Lord is good it is time for you to see how good he really is to figure out you know how far does this go how good does his goodness go does his goodness stop at one revelation you get of him or can you get many many revelations about god can you receive and just experience god in more ways or is there just one way you can experience god and then that's it like you don't right. get all of him no we can taste and see that the lord is good why food is a great example on my YouTube channel, again, we have a lot of playlists. Uh, let me show you this playlist. This is my favorite playlist on my YouTube channel. So I upload past crops, you, you scroll down. Most of my playlists are right here, like the important ones, the big ones mm -hmm. that I talk about all the time. So on this playlist right here, this one's titled God Speaks Through Creation. So through how creation is orchestrated and working, how animals operate and work, how the air and the wind and locusts move, like God is speaking through creation. His glory is being revealed. Like, so we can get some, glean some insight and some revelation just from how everything operates. So yeah, and then also, I'm gonna talk about Proverbs. Let's just go ahead and go there. Like uh, another playlist on my YouTube is the book of Proverbs. So you wanna hear all the sermons and stuff I've done on Proverbs, okay. but let's talk about a proverb real quick. So with the book of Proverbs, a proverb, is just a general statement about life. It's an observation regarding how life operates, right? So we can draw lessons from mm -hmm. those observations from anything and from any proverb in the book of Proverbs in the Bible, right? So Proverbs 16, 26 reads this. It says that the appetite, this, this verse is so powerful. The appetite of laborers work for their hunger drives them on, right? <laughs> Some people didn't get that. So I'll read a different version. This verse is so powerful, right? It says, it is good for workers to have an appetite and empty stomach drives them on. So what does that mean? Like everybody has to eat. You can't go, I think we can only live three days without food, right? I think it was food, yeah. We can only live three days. No, we can only live three days without water. We can live like two weeks or three weeks without food, which is crazy. By the way, you can't live without food. And then just think about how many food options that there are, right? You can eat anything, like an apple. Or, well, you can't eat anything. Like you can eat, you can eat about everything, but you can't eat everything, right? So, <laughs> so we can eat an apple, an orange, a pear, a grape. That's all fruits. We can eat a broccoli, asparagus, a carrot. Like that's vegetables. We can eat cereal. I mean, is cereal good for you? Not really. You know, that's debatable, right? So there's so much stuff we can eat. Desserts. Debatable. Like you have a lot of options. So like, there's a lot of ways to basically taste and see that the Lord is good, right? So everybody, going back to the point of the video, let's bring it home. So church malnourishment. So I like this video idea, and we're probably gonna do it again because there's a lot of stuff I'm gonna focus in on. But one thing I'm gonna focus in on is just like, he was talking about his second point is Jesus intake. That's Vince's second point. So when it comes to the intake that we get of Jesus, so every single Sunday, I'm like this. I feel like every believer is like this. Every single Sunday, every believer is searching for something. Like we want something, right? We need a, for me, it's another revelation that I need mm -hmm. to be applied to my life right now. Like I need to hear a message from God on us every Sunday. 
that I go to church, I expect this. On every Sunday I go to church, I expect to hear a message from the pastor that I'm hearing that applies to my life that I need to hear the most. Not, right. not just any message. Like, I need to hear this message the most to be applied in my life right now in this season that would change the whole ball game. Because that's what a proverb is. That's also what a revelation from God is, right? So, like, how many times have you gotten that? A lot of times we, don't, we get that every blue moon. But imagine if you got it every single Sunday. Now, we're expecting the, every Sunday, I expect the best church experience ever. I expect the choir to tear it up. You know, I expect the preacher to bring it home. I expect to, you know, experience like a, the most amazing experience ever. That's a high expectation, a high bar. But uh, most Sundays, right, 99% of the time, it will never get to that point. So, Vincent, we were already talking about this. So, like, we have to make sure that we get what we need behind closed doors. Jesus even said it in Matthew 6, like, you know, don't go out into the public and go out publicly to pray, you know you know, give to the poor just mm -hmm. to be seen, right? To preach a sermon just to be seen, like to sing in a choir and praise my name just to be seen. And that's the only time you do it. No, he said, no, go behind closed doors. Go behind closed doors and you'll, I'll meet you there. So what you do in private will show up in public, right? A lot of people, they got it reversed. They think what they do in public shows what's in, you know, shows their relationship with God privately. And it doesn't. So like what really matters in the intake you know, does it matter eating the big meal, the, the amazing feast that you get at church service, right? That's how some people see it. Or is there a feast to be had and be seen in private with Jesus? Just you and him alone in the closet, right. basically. So, just I mean, just I'll let you keep on talking. But, like, yeah, there's, there's a lot I want to say with this one, man. But, like, going back to that proverb, man, like, the that uh, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read a different version. So, the ESV reads, the worker's appetite works for him. His mouth urges him on. This is so powerful. See, God gave all of us an appetite. God gave all of us an appetite. So have you ever had an appetite for something, right? So taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's talk about that for a minute. So when you're a kid, when I was a, a baby, right? Three, four, five, I remember. My grandparents mm -hmm. used to give me things and let me try stuff. I remember. So I remember one time, my grandmother made a mistake and put blue cheese on my salad because she thought it was ranch because she was older. <laughs> she was starting to have Alzheimer's. And oh, so God. I remember I ate that and I was like, what is this? And I asked her, she said, oh, I, I gave you blue cheese. And I was like, get this out of my sight. Like, no, this is not, it's not ranch. She did the same thing with cocktail sauce for shrimp. Like, she, I wanted ketchup with my shrimp. She gave me cocktail sauce. I tried it and I ate it. I was like, what is this? She's like, it doesn't taste like I know. Like, and it looks like ketchup, but it's not. Like, <laughs> right. so like, right. so as a kid, basically I'm saying like, your parents, your grandparents, people throw new things at you all the time. And when you just come into the world, you get to try a carrot for the first time at two or something. Well, you don't have teeth, but you get what I'm saying. You get to try things as you grow, as you start to get teeth and everything. So, like, there's many ways to taste God, but a lot of people mm -hmm. stay at the spiritual milk level. And when you're a baby, you can only feed on spiritual milk. If a baby, you can't give a baby liquor. Imagine giving a baby liquor instead of milk. What will happen to that baby? It will be malnourished. This whole topic is church malnourishment. A lot of times mm -hmm. in the church, we're being fed things that we're not ready for, or we're being, mm. fed, we're being fed junk that has nothing to do with what we need, right? <laughs> like, right. It, like, 
it's uh it's like political uh opinions or advice that preachers be given like my uh, god like who cares like right just give me the word that god says that i need right so everybody's looking for nourishment everybody needs needs to be met but are you what are you doing to get them met See, a worker's appetite works for him. His mouth urges him on. You're not a baby no more. You're a full-fledged, grown man or woman. You should know how to feed yourself. And you, and then that's something else, too. In a spiritual world, if you're a baby, you don't know how to feed yourself. But that's the thing. Like, all you have to do is go to his word. Feed on the word of God. That's spiritual milk. How many ways are there to feed on the word of God? You can read scripture. You can go to church. You can hang out with another believer like this and do a video like this to be edify yourself, build yourself up, encourage yourself, right? So there's many ways to feed yourself and not just spiritual milk because eventually you're going to get tired of spiritual milk and, ready, and be ready for some steak, but you got to build up for it, right? So if you have an appetite, that's good. It's going to work for you. God gave it to you for a reason. You have a hunger to learn, to receive even more of a revelation about God, to, to experience God in a greater way, to get closer to God than what you are right now, no matter how close you are to him. I still got that. Vincent got that. So what are you going to do to get to that point? Are you just going to stay and be hungry and be malnourished or are you going to feed? Because, all right, Justin, Vincent, I keep on calling you Jessica. I do bills with him all the time. <laughs> hey, it's so fine. Funny. Yeah. So like my last verse, I'm done. I'm gonna let you talk about some uh my last verse is this five. Like this verse is so powerful. I love this verse so much. Psalms 23, the first chapter in the Bible I memorized. I had to memorize it when I was like six or seven. So it says, mm -hmm. Thou prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. I'm gonna stop there. Cause there's many ways to look at this. Like mm -hmm. But God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, before me, in the presence of my enemies. So there's a feast to be had. God wants to feed us. If you're hungry for something, the only one that can satisfy you is Jesus. The only one who can satisfy you is the, your creator who gave you the hunger and appetite in the first place. So right. he prepares a table before you. That's the table. There's, your life is a table. <laughs> you have an appetite. It's time to eat. God is speaking through creation. And only he can give you what you need because only he can meet all the needs and all the earth. Why? Because he created every need. He created everything. Right. So everything comes back to him. He's the source of everything. So you need him. You can't live life right. without him. We talked about that in my sermon. So like and he does this in the presence of your enemies. So who are your enemies? Man, people think about people. It ain't just people's obstacles. So for mm -hmm. me, you know, I'm about to be back in student loan debt. I'm in seminary school. That's not an enemy, but it's a mountain to be climbed. Like it's a, something that I have to fight for to get, right? So it's not an enemy. It's just like, you know, it could be a teacher that's in my way, right? That's right. in the midst of the seminars. That is definitely one of my enemies. Like in the ME church with the, some of the people I got to deal with, some of them are the presence of my enemies. Like I'm trying to be a pastor, right? In the ME church and God prepared at that table. That's a table. And there's going to be enemies there, but there's also going to be a feast to be had if I just keep on relying on him. So, like, no matter what you go through in life, like, I'm trying to get married. I'm in a relationship. I'm engaged. Right. So, like, there's enemies to be had. Like, we're trying to live together. You think I just got money? No. Like, <laughs> so, like there's enemies. So, but there's also a feast waiting on me. Right. So there's a guy prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. They got to see me eat. Everybody's going to see God do a great thing. 
I may be malnourished right now, but I'm going to get fed and everybody's going to watch me eat. B, all right? So, like, all right, go ahead, Justin. There's so much I want to say, man. But. <laughs> well, it seems um, it's pretty evident that Sean is um, real passionate on the Jesus intake. So it's, so we're coming back to that one, I'm sure. We're going we're gonna, to... We're going to take in some more on the Jesus intake aspect. Okay. Um, but my third point um, is the absence of the spirit in the assembly. Um, there's a scripture that, um, and I'm reading the message version. When I read the scripture, it made me just stop and really think about everything um, within the church. Um, and so um, Amos 5, um, 21 through 24, God speaks and says, I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religion projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your schemes, relations, and image making of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? Do you know what I want? I want justice, oceans of it. I want fairness, rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. So when we think of that, Sean, you've mentioned AME. Um, you know that I grew up, born and raised AME. I was um, your AME brother at one time. Um, praise God, I'm not there anymore. Uh, best decision that I ever made. So, but when I read this, it made me think, the AME church. That's what it made me think. All the conferences, all the conventions, um, all the money goals that are involved within the AME church. It made me think of AME. So my question, Sean, is if God said this before, what do we think God is saying now? So my point when I'm talking about malnourishment, only a person that is not malnourished because they are meditating in the word day and night can see this. It's recognized because the person is in the secret place. Intimacy creates relationship. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Go ahead and type that, Sean, and put that in because somebody needs to hear that. That did not come from me, okay? I want to quote um, the person who said that to me when I was in college at TSU. Um, Debbie Winans came to TSU, and she preached on how intimacy creates relationship. And when she, all, all she said was, Intimacy creates relationship, and that just stuck with me. And I was like, 
if I'm intimate with the Lord, that creates a relationship. He knows me and I know him. So when you are in intimacy, the spirit of God will reveal things to you. Wouldn't you agree, Sean? Yeah. For example, just like when one of the disciples was asked by Jesus, who do you say I am? The disciple responded and said, you are the Christ. Now, it was then said that that could have not been revealed by flesh and blood, but only from the Father. So in order to have things revealed, you have to be in intimacy with the Father. The problem is because we lack intimacy, we lack the Spirit of God. Really, it really comes down to we don't welcome him. We don't welcome the ghost because he doesn't follow our plans or our programs. The ghost is going to do what the ghost wants to do. So I want the church to meditate and think about something. Okay. From the AME to the Methodist church to the Baptist church. Notice I did not say Church of God in Christ or the Pentecostal church because I think they got this, okay? But my other believers, my other denominations, I want them to get something. The Father is in heaven. Jesus is sitting and interceding, all right? Pay attention to what they are doing, okay? The Father is in heaven. And Jesus is sitting and interceding. We're missing one. Wouldn't you agree, Sean? Okay. The Holy Ghost. But we have removed the only one that is at work in the world. So only someone who is really in the secret place and spending time with the Lord can understand this. When you go into the assembly and you're with your brothers and your sisters, but the absence of the spirit is not there because when you are behind closed doors in the secret place, you feel the presence of God. So you understand it. And then when you come into the assembly, there's nothing. I want the church to get that we cannot remove the one that is at work in the world. The Father's in heaven. Jesus is sitting on the throne. They're not at work. They're in the third heaven. They're they not here. The Holy Ghost is here. And the Holy Ghost wants to do what needs to be done. We can't get people saved because we don't want the Holy Ghost. And so, and then this is another point that I want to put out there. The one that Jesus permits to act out what he is interceding. Who do you think is doing the work when Jesus is interceding in heaven? 
Jesus says, oh, I want that church. That church is going to break out. Who do you think is going to orchestrate the breakout? It's the Holy Ghost. But if you, you, you strip the Holy Ghost because you don't want the Holy Ghost's program, you don't, you don't want what it has to offer, then you don't see the breakout. Then there's no revival. I've heard so many churches talking about revival, revival, and I'm like, y'all will never see revival because you won't welcome in the one who came to revive you. So I'm hoping that this message goes all across AME, Methodist, Baptist. I want it to go all over. We have got to get to the place that we welcome the Holy Ghost. So he can do what he wants to do. That's the only way we're going to be able to do this thing that we call kingdom business or fulfilling the kingdom. We got to welcome him. That's who's doing the work. So, Sean, give me your thoughts. I like that. I like that scripture verse you use. Amos 5. That's powerful, man. That was the message translation. Yeah. Yeah, like verse 21 of Amos 5. I should pull it up. I'm not going to pull it up. Um, I'm going to follow Vincent Lee. So he said in Amos 5 and 1, I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. That part mm-hmm. is so powerful because that's what I think about all the time. Like a lot of times we think our opinion is God's opinion. So like when we're talking about, I mean, a lot of people do it. A lot of people are real critical about churches and like, if something's mm-hmm. off in a church, just, it could be one thing. It could be something like really tiny. Like if something's just off to them, they'll be like, man, this church is not of God. Like, I don't like it. So they make their opinion God's opinion when it's really not. Mm-hmm. So it's just, but that's the whole point. Like no matter what church you go to, no matter what religious festival you go to, there's going to be something off, something you don't like. But that's where you come into play. Like that's your ministry for that church. This is how you can help the whole body of Christ in that church. So that's what mm-hmm. a church is. It's all members, all members of the body of Christ working together to expand God's kingdom. And we do that no matter what divisions, no matter what, uh, trying to find a word that first Corinthians 12 used and Paul used schisms. He used the word schism. He said like, we get rid of all schisms, divisions, like that doesn't matter. If you are a servant of Christ, you think Christ died for your mm-hmm. sins and he's God. You're you're my brethren, right? Mm-hmm. Again, you're my brethren, like you know. So it don't matter the differences we got. I may like a different type of music than you, but like we can still work together. That's how the Holy Spirit works. Like Jesus died on the cross to bring everybody together from all different backgrounds, east, west, north, south. Doesn't matter. He's the only one that can unify and bring unity on this earth. And that was His job. Now it's the Spirit's job to lead us and help to work us. The spirit was given to us to give us the spiritual ability, spiritual giftings, talents, and the uh, ability, the strengthening throughout, no matter what uh, adversities, obstacles you have to face when it comes to doing your ministry. So for me, preaching, mm-hmm. preaching ain't easy. It's a lot of a lot of storms I got to face. Business things. There's a lot of storms and battles he has to face just for doing his ministry. Most definitely. Just, just from doing what God has called you to do. Right, taking up your your God given mantle in His kingdom. Right, you have to freaking face battles. Like a lot of people think it's gonna be easy. No, right. So like, 
but there's a stench when it comes to you quitting. There's a stench when it comes to us like being turned off by something. But like Vincent said, man, like the Holy Spirit, man, like we're malnourished because we quench the spirit. And that's one thing Paul said, do not quench the spirit. Let the spirit work. Let the spirit move. And I see that all the time in the AME church. So like a good example is like a lot of times, a lot of preachers do it. So I'm not even going to focus on one. But like the spirit be moving in a church service and just cut it off real quick. Like it'd be somebody that's over the worship service. Like, mm. like the spirit's moving. Like let the spirit have his way. Like what you doing? And they'll just go up right. and talk. They'll talk the spirit out <laughs> and quench the spirit by just talking and ruining the moment. Right. So, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of ways how we quench the spirit in church, man. Like quench the spirit by giving up on a church and not using your spiritual ability for the body of Christ. Like I said, like, so question is, like, how are you quenching the spirit and what are you doing to not quench the spirit? Right. And then how are you helping everybody else to figure out in the body of Christ or the church that you go to 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 keep on getting the spirit moving and going? So, like. Uh, I'm being honest, like in the Emmy church, it's a hit or miss. Like I've only experienced it. I experienced way less than what I think you guys get what I'm saying. Like I should have, there's been moments when I experienced it, but it should be every Sunday. Right. So like I experienced it way too less. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so it's, it's really sad because like that's, that should be the goal. Right. Like, right. You should, like just having the spirit move and work like when me and vincent talk together like we talk a lot and we talked a lot you know since now we talk a lot i mean back in college that's what i'm really talking about. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tell that story yeah, but back in college like we talked a lot like way too much yes. like if i'm like a lot but so hours, hours. and so For the next morning yes so like that's what i'm saying so like when two believers, this is just when two believers come together. When two believers, it says that in Matthew, I'm not even gonna say the verse, but in Matthew it says, When two are gathered in my name, when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Jesus said in John chapter 14, you know, when he he told the disciples he was gonna die, and the disciples were like, No, 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 you're not. Like, we forbid you from dying. He was like, No, I have to die, right? Because somebody's better is coming. I can't be there for you 24-7. I can only be there for you. Physically. So if Jesus never would have died on a cross, we would have to be going to Africa somewhere. Everybody from all over the world. Like we have to get plane tickets, which are expensive, right? Just to go see Jesus, just to get a healing, a breakthrough, a miracle. That would be awful. We'd be a long line of people, just like it was with Moses when he was judging all the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. And it was just him doing it. He didn't utilize all, he didn't uh, uh, delegate judges. He didn't have all that stuff until Jethro, his father in law, told him, hey, man, you don't need to be doing that that's a bad way of doing it you're gonna kill yourself like so like same thing like jesus died so that we can get the spirit so the spirit can be with us all the time so the spirit can give us the comfort the advice the guidance the the life the motivation the hope the love that we need in every given moment so the spirit can move that jesus was limited in moving when he was just here physically right so it's like jesus having jesus in everyone around everyone and in the midst of everyone 24 7 right so that's what the spirit does so like yeah man when two or three are gathered in my name there i am in the midst of them so the holy spirit is there so when me and vincent are together the holy spirit is there like when i go to a church service and i'm with other believers the holy spirit should be there even more because more people right so it's sad when it's when the holy spirit isn't there 
And you know the spirit is there when everything happens, when the music is on point and the music connects with the pastor's message. <laughs> and the and when the pastor talks, it's hitting everybody. This is how you know the spirit's moving. This is how you know the spirit's working. It's, everything flows. Nothing's forced. So many times at any church or any denomination, everybody tries to force things. Like, I'm going to force the spirit to move and work in this way, the way I want. See, you came with your own selfish agenda. That's Vincent's first point. Like, the reason why you're malnourished is because you don't have the Jesus intake and the worship music. So, like, you have already an opinion set in your mind what that should look like and what that should be like. Mm -hmm. So you miss the spirit just because of that, right? Or because the pastor's quenching the spirit. Like, when the spirit's moving and working, you go up and say something stupid and just ruin the whole moment, right? Like, you, you cut out the choir. When the choir was tearing it up, they're doing better than you. Just let the choir have it today. Like sometimes in the Emmy church, oh, that's another thing too. Like the Emmy church, like they have like a whole thing. Every worship service is the same daggone way, 24 seven, seven days a week. Like the same, like we do the daggalot, we do the call of worship, we do, so we sing selections at the same exact time and then the sermon comes. Sometimes, sometimes the choir just need to sing. Like don't, just don't even preach today. Like, you know, sometimes, only the preachers should talk. The choir, y'all stinking it up. Let's sit down. We'll just sing hymnals today. Let the spirit move that way. Like, you know what I mean? So we got to be flexible. We got to be able to adapt. We got to be able to move where the spirit wants us to go. But in the Emmy church, they, they're they so restricted and confined. And it leads to church malnourishment. That's basically mm -hmm. what the video is, man. So, all right, I'm done, Justin. I mean, Vincent, I talk so much, man. That intimacy aspect. Yeah. Um, I remember... When I was at uh, my, you know, my church, I, I love my church. Um, they will forever be my church. Your church name so they know. Nashville Life. Mm -hmm. I love Nashville Life. Ugh. And I miss them. But I'm watching them live um, all the time. So, um, but shout out to um, Alvin Love the Second and Pastor... C.C. Winans, Pastor Alvin Love the Second, and Pastor Alvin Love the Third, that I call A3. Um, shout out to them. They're amazing. Um, but I got to see um, my founding pastor, Alvin Love the Second. Um, one time, the church, I mean, worship was just amazing. Um, so many people, they no one asked them to come to the altar. But I'm seeing young adults and children um, falling at the altar. And Pastor Alvin came up and just allowed that to continue. He made it clear that the Lord didn't want him to preach that Sunday, but wanted what was happening at the moment to continue to happen. Now me, being um, one of those individuals, I stopped. And I took in for the moment, like, wow, I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. I've never seen someone stop and just allow the spirit to do what the spirit needed to do. And that was when the Lord gave me a revelation and showed me, you have to let me work. Never stand in the way from allowing me to do what I need to do in someone else's life. And so the Lord just showed me at that time I was going through some things. 
Pastor Alvin submitting to the Lord in that moment allowed me to get what I needed from God. But if he would have got up there and shut all that down and said, all right, it's time for the word now. I would not have gotten what I needed in that moment. That was something that um, I remember. Um, he's never really known why I am forever grateful to him. But at that moment, I was going through some things. And that was the moment I remembered. I stopped and I said, wow. If he would have just stopped. All those people, they wouldn't have gotten it. So we have to take an account. It is very important to submitting to the one who's doing the work because mm. it's not you. Right. Um, you mentioned something also, Sean. What translation was that that you were reading? I don't. That was the NIV, the Amos one. Amos. Yeah. yeah, it was. NIV. Repeat the first part of it. So, yeah, Amos Pop 21, I hate. I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. I want you to think about that. Mm. Mm -hmm. So often, everyone, we got to get to church. A question that some of these churches today need to be asking, us meeting, is this an sweet aroma unto the Lord? Or is it a stench? <laughs> we know when it's a stench too. Nothing clicks. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. We really need to focus on that. Are we giving him a sweet aroma? Or is it a stench? Mm -hmm. I want um, and another thing that really gets me um Sean, I, I don't I don't understand it. And when you were talking, I'm, I'm I'm praying over here. I'm like, okay, Lord, what else you want me to say? What else you want me to say? And the Lord said, with people who you know, we come to church and we say, well, Lord, I love you. I love you, Father God. Jesus, I love you. And we say we love the Holy Ghost too. Okay. But when we want the Holy Ghost to work, we won't allow the Holy Ghost to work. Why is that? I would say you don't trust the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And help me to understand why you can say you love the Lord and you love the Father, but you don't trust the one who's going to do the will of the Father. I'll take it a step further. I read, I'm re we're reading this book for a seminary class. Uh, uh, what's my class? Christian book today. Right now we're on a section talking about the holy spirit and how okay. we disrespect the holy spirit like out of everybody in the trinity the father the son holy spirit right all day three and one right mm -hmm. but the last one i was about to flick y'all off because that's the holy spirit <laughs> but like <laughs> don't do that but, okay so the pinky because it's okay it's last all right so we look at the holy spirit and we treat it like it's feminine because like in the bible it says she moves i don't know people just do that sometimes they say like this uh -huh. spirit moves she moves so just because it's last like it's lesser than that's how we see it just because you know it's not jesus or god like you know and then also we don't understand it a lot of times as human beings y'all know from racism as black people 
when we don't, and that's the funny thing. A lot of times black people do things that white people do, but they don't see the irony of it. So this is one way they do it in the Emmy church, right? So like the Holy Spirit, right? It's supposed to be moving. It's supposed to be active. We're supposed to let it flow. Why? Because it's God, mm -hmm. right? But so many times, because we don't understand it, just like white people, because they don't understand black people, a lot of most, you know, back in Jim Crow time and all that. So a lot of white people, because they don't understand black people, they see black people as a threat, right? They have assumptions of preconceived notions about what a black person is, right? So that stereotype, just seeing a black person, oh Lord, that's just that's another nigga. Like, you know, so like that's what we do with the spirit a lot of times. Like we have a preconceived notion. Because we don't I understand cannot believe it. you just said that online. But that's true. Like, <laughs> let's be real. All right, because we don't understand the spirit, right? So because we don't understand the spirit, we don't know how to act around the spirit. We don't know what to do when the spirit comes. And then when the spirit comes, we don't do the right thing around it. Because when the spirit comes, that's when you should be. When, shoot, when the spirit hit, what do you do, Vincent? When the spirit hit, I pray. That's the first thing I do. I, I say, I lay it all down at the altar right there and there. Because he, that's when he's going to hear me the most. Because the spirit's there. He's present. And that's when stuff's gonna yeah. happen. So you don't waste yeah. that moment because you don't know when it's gonna come oh, no. in. And then on top of that, you should always, every moment of life should be like that. It should always be the spirit working, right? So that feeling mm -hmm. you get when you know the spirit's there and everything just flows and connects, it should be like that 24 seven, seven days a week, no matter where you go in life, because that's what going, heaven's gonna be like. So when that moment comes, you need to know how you're gonna act and how you're gonna, and what your posture should be. Right, mm -hmm. your posture. Right, <laughs> there's many ways to pray, but do you pray the right way? There's many ways to posture yourself with God, but are you posture? Are you postrated and postured? You, you, you get what I'm saying? Are you are you praying yeah. the right way to Him? Right, so that's being mm -hmm. surrendered, that's being submitted, that's being obedient. That's that's a lot of things. That's basically humbling yourself. Right, it's mm -hmm. all the same thing. It boils down to humbling yourself. You ain't the God. You ain't God. You ain't the star of the show. It is it is His work, not yours. Right, so when yeah. your ministry, when the spirit hits, just like right now, when the spirit hits, you let the spirit just go, right? You don't stop it, right? Mm -hmm. So like, yeah. And uh, going back, just Vincent, what you said, man, it does remind me of the tabernacle. So I'm gonna let you talk. Say that again. I'm gonna go back to the stench part, but yeah, gotcha. yeah, but yeah. Well, no, yeah, go ahead. I was going to. Um, you mentioned what do I do when the spirit is moving? I asked the spirit right then. You said, pray. I asked, what do you want me to do? Is there anything you need me to do in this moment? Is there somebody that I need to go over and I need to touch? Do I need to tell them? The Lord told me to let you know it's going to be okay. Now, only by the spirit would I even know to say anything about being okay, because the spirit would let me know that clearly something's going on in their life. Um, but that's what I do. I ask, okay, Holy Spirit, let me know. What do I need to do in this moment? Is there anything I need to do? If not, then okay. So next phase is right then. Well, hey, this is what I need. You know, <laughs> I need you for, to to continue to do the work in me, right? Because I I ain't arrived yet. You know, and there's some things that I need to be changed in me. Um, a lot of I've heard a song called change me. Oh, God, <laughs> make me more and more like you. Hey, in that moment right then, first, I need to see, is there anything that I need to do to partner with the Holy Ghost? Ooh. 
because I want to get in sync with the Holy Ghost right at that moment. When the Spirit's moving, I need to get in sync. And if there's not anything that I need to do right at that moment, then okay, change me. Because I don't want to go through this moment and you don't make me better than what I was before. Mm. So um, I wanted to answer your question. Yeah, it was a good question, huh? <laughs> it was. That was a good question. Yeah, you just had to say that song. I'm about to listen to that. Change me, oh God. <laughs> yeah. What was that? That's um, Tamla Man. Tamla Man. Yeah. I just know because her voice. I don't remember songs like, that, yeah. like people singing it, but it's her. So, yeah. You know that saying? It's him, it's her. I, I know her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say with the sweet aroma. Let's go back to that. I got the that, and then we're done. No, because I, I think you're done. Okay. You're done too, right? Uh, yes, I'm done. All right. So Amos five twenty one. I hate. I just religious festivals. Your assembly are stench to me. So going back to the book of Exodus. So I did a whole Bible study on that. That's actually when me and Justin first started doing videos on YouTube. And okay. so uh, basically, when the Egypt, when the Israelites came from out of Egypt. So after the Red Sea experience and all that, they were in the wilderness, right? And so when they were in the wilderness, God was like, okay, they were in the wilderness for a long time, way longer than what God intended them to be in there. But it's because they're disobedience and everything like that. So the question is, are you in the wilderness, right? <laughs> are you feeling like you're in a desert place where there's barely any flourishing, any springtime, summertime, just heat, hot, a battle? You know, is, is, it a, is it a wilderness experience, right? Because in the midst of your wilderness experience, Jesus and God is still right there. And God was like, I want to, I want to, I want to make a, I want to be in your presence. I want to be with you. And so the tabernacle symbolizes what heaven's going to be like. Just like in the last two chapters of the Bible, in Revelation 21, 22, it talks about there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, right? So a new Jerusalem. And the new Jerusalem is going to be completely different than the old Jerusalem, than Jerusalem now and in the past and all time. It's going to be way better. Why? Because God's going to be in the midst of us. He's going to be right there. And so in the tabernacle, it just shows like, um, let me show a visual of it. It shows like um, just what it's going to look like in heaven. So basically, uh, you got the you got the outer court and then you got the inner court right here, right? So the outer court is where all the sacrifices happen. So like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to break down everything because I just want to focus on the altar and incense. But I'll just do it a little bit. So like, mm -hmm. uh, you see how this colors are? It's purple, red, and blue. Mm -hmm. So purple, red, and blue symbolizes. He told the Israelites to create this and make it exactly like we see right here, right? So the red. He said he wanted linen of red, blue, and purple to be on the entrance of the tabernacle and on the entrance of the tabernacle right here. And I think even on some of the inside of the tabernacle. So we see like uh, before you reach the holies of holies, right? So this is the holy of holies. This is the holy, this whole thing makes the holy place. So this is where inside, so this is the inner court that I'm talking about right here. This is the inner court, this is the mm -hmm. outer court. So the outer court, as soon as you uh, enter the tabernacle, you'll see people making sacrifices and everything like that. So the red symbolizes the blood of Christ. We all know what that means. The blue symbolizes deity. So royal it, deity. That's all you need to know. So God's up higher. He's in the heavens and all that stuff. His ways are above our ways, all that stuff. And then purple symbolizes royal. We know that I think when Jesus was being uh, crucified and they were beating him, they put on a purple linen thing on him. Uh, 
to like rip off of him to make his wounds hurt even worse. So, but purple symbolizes royalty, right? So that's basically talking about Jesus, his deity and all the stuff like that. So uh, everything in the tabernacle basically does the same thing if you break down each and every single component. So like the bronze altar, the bronze and labor, right? So the, this, the bronze and labor is where the, the priests had to do the washing before they even went into the tabernacle. They had to get clean before they go into the tabernacle, right? Same thing for us. We got to make sure we're right with God before we enter and go into his holy, a holy place. So before before we even come to him in prayer, before we go into the church, the, the holiest of all holy places, right? It's supposed to be, right? We need to make sure that we're right. So that means we forgiving people that we need to forgive. We're in a right relationship with our brethren and people like that. So we got to cleanse ourselves from all filth and unrighteousness, all malice, like we talked about with First Peter 2. So you enter the holy all right. holies. All right. So now we're finally here. Finally. All right. So based on stuff in here. So it's furnishing in God's house. That's how you look at it. So it's basically like a couch, a TV and stuff like that. But it's furnishings that symbolizes how we can get closer to God. That's what the whole entire tabernacle is pointing to. Like you need these things like the bronze and altar talks about Jesus sacrifice for us. Like he had to die so you can even get into the holy of holy place. Right. He's our mediator to the father. Right. So many ways to look at it. Right. So. All right. So anyways, you get to the inner courts and you're here. And like before you can even enter the Holy of Holies, only you can enter the Holy of Holies. And that was the high priest. Right. So basically Aaron most of the time. Right. And so, yeah. And if you weren't him, you'll die. Like you can't you can't enter there. You're you're, you're not right. You're not fit. God didn't call you to come in there. You can't just, you got to come correct when you come to God, right? So that goes back with the spirit. We, a lot of times we quench the spirit because we're not coming correct. We don't. So, all right, let me bring it home. All right, so the altar incense with that, they had to, uh, I know they sprinkled blood on it every once in a while, but every single day they had to like make a sweet aroma of incense that went to heaven, right? And so the sweet aroma had to be sweet. It had to be a a specific type of incense that smelled amazing that just went up to the heavens so that basically that symbolized prayer that symbolizes like how you know going to god and just depending on him leads us leads to him hearing us it's a sweet aroma to him right our worship is it a stench or is it a sweet worship because that's prayer right your worship so it is what you're doing a sweet aroma because if it's not you're not going to be able to enter where the Ark of the Covenant is, where he sits, where his throne is, right? So, yeah, so that's basically what I was trying to say. So we have to make sure that's a sweet aroma, like our worship, our praise, the way we live, just how we go about being and doing in life. It all has to be a sweet aroma, right? Otherwise, you're going to be malnourished. So like this tabernacle symbolized too, like how we can make sure we're nourished correctly so that Basically, we can meet God, see God, experience God, and do everything with God, right? So, yeah, that's basically what I say. That's probably too much information, but I probably question the spirit right there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm over here as when you're talking. I'm listening, but I'm like, okay, Lord, is there anything else you need to say? Um, you had mentioned about the incense and when you mentioned about the incense, my thought um, process was just like, if God smells me, I'm in trouble. Mm. 
you know, he, yeah, if, if I don't come correct before him, I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. If I don't, if anyone that ever, if they watch this, um, I hope people watch it. Um, I want them to get this part. If God ever smells any of us within ourselves, we are in trouble. We got to make sure we covered in one thing, in the blood of Jesus. And so when God smells, he's got to smell blood. Because if he does not smell blood, I mean, judgment is coming. The only thing that stops the judgment is the blood. That's it. And so when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, I'm like, God, if you smell me, I'm thinking, Jesus, pour thy blood on me. So that that's all he smells. And so right when he smells, you know, typically when when animals smell blood, you know, you like talk about the animals and stuff, Sean. When animals smell blood, they attacking. (laughs) They taking you out. And I was like, but with God, he smelled blood, he's going to bypass. I need the blood. If nothing, not, that's all I need. Yep. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I was like, ooh, if God, what would happen if God smelled you right. today? Ooh. Jesus. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I let everybody know. I'm not going to hell for nobody. Right. And I'm like, ooh, if God were to smell us today. And he does. A lot of people think they can fool God. Like, yeah. Like it, it's like you could trick your way into heaven or something. Like the spirit moves. The spirit sees everything. The spirit's everywhere. Like you thought you right. could, okay, you thought you could fool God. You thought you could fool Jesus because okay, they're in heaven or something. But the spirit. Is everywhere. It's moving. It's active. It's 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 a living thing. Like, and that's a lot of times. Yeah. See, we don't understand it. So, just me trying to break down the spirit, it shows my folly because I don't even, I don't know, I don't understand the spirit like that. Like the spirit knows the spirit. I don't understand God or Jesus. Like the, God and Jesus know themselves and the whole Trinity. So, like, but you have to understand. Like a lot of times, people disrespect and don't see the. The significance of the spirit and see how vital and important the spirit is. It's God too. You wouldn't disrespect God. Why are you disrespecting the spirit? It's the same thing. Right. Like, they're the same. They're one. You want to do that to Jesus? So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's why we don't receive all the blessings, the nourishment, the the healing, the miracles yeah. that the spirit can do because you're quenching it, man. You don't, yeah, you're quenching it. That's the best way to say it. So you good. There's more. There's more. It, it's it's more to just going to church every Sunday. Right. There's there's more. There's more that he wants to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's only going to offer it to you. That's it. Right. It's up to you if you take it. If you have this um, mindset, uh, and I don't want to talk too much, but folk will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> if you have the mindset that basically well that's not for today we don't have that today we have the whole book 
Now, they didn't have the whole book. Okay. But the Holy Ghost didn't stop. Mm -hmm. And Jesus already died and rose again. Right. So the Holy Ghost is going to work. But he's not going to interfere with your little process that you got in your head saying that, oh, that's not for today. Okay, well, then it's not for you. Right. You don't have the authority to tell the Holy Ghost it ain't for today. Mm -hmm. It just won't be for you. Right. You'll just miss out on it. <laughs> and then you'll just miss out. Yeah. And you, you'll be sitting up wondering, well, why all of them? Why are they so blessed? Why are they so happy? Because I'm seeing kids get filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I mean, these are kids. They don't even, oh, they they probably only know John 3.16. That's it. Mm -hmm. Never read anything else in the Bible. And they're doing greater miracles than grown adults. And I'm like, um, okay. There's clearly something we need to learn here. We're missing something. Um, so I just want to put that disclaimer out that the Holy Ghost is still working today hey. and everything that he did then he still wants to do today. Um, but he's only going to do it if you allow him to do it. And if you don't want to allow him to do it, don't allow him. That's your loss. It's not a heaven or hell matter, but I'm just telling you, I want everything that he has for me on this side of heaven. So I got to have it. Whatever he's offering, I want it. Right. So anything else, no, Sean? I'm cutting this video. Man, we got to cut it. We got to do another video if we, want, if we want to talk more. But uh, yeah, guys, I know you enjoyed this. So uh, if you enjoyed it, you already know the drill, man. You got to share it with other people. Make sure to like, comment, and uh, please. Subscribe, befriend us on our social media platforms, all those things. So here goes all my social media platforms right here. I have the best social media platforms ever. I really pour into them like crazy. So here they are right here. All right. So like I said, so many. <laughs> like I said, if you go to my YouTube channel, I have a whole lot of playlists on here. So you'll see that I have a playlist of all the people I go live with somewhere. Let me see. Oh, our podcast. Yeah, that's what I called it. So Vincent's playlist will be right here all right i'm gonna put it in this section so any videos that vincent does on my channel by himself or that he does with me or even with justin or somebody it's gonna be right here so you'll see if you want to hear him talk more just look up his name vincent i'm gonna put his whole name vincent carrie pepper jr all right <laughs> you just put out my whole government name what you want me to do you want me to just say vincent c peppers is that what you want that's fine yeah don't don't tell people my middle name all right fine <laughs> <laughs> all right here goes his facebook page as well so vincent c peppers jr all right so if you prefer him on facebook if you got any questions for us just dm us and we'll answer your questions on uh i have a place on my youtube channel titled questions from social media from anybody we get and we just do videos on the questions that you and then also his instagram page is vincent underscore peppers right here so make sure to follow yeah. him on here as well all right he's a celebrity he knows all the singers that you can think of. I am not a celebrity. He 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 drives a Bugatti and everything. So <laughs> I do not. And, and like I said, on my YouTube channel, I have a lot of playlists. 
So one of the playlists that I want you to go to after this video is God Speaks Through Creating, right? He's talking through how everything works and operating in this life, trying to lead you closer to him and show you how your operation works. All right, so First Peter 2 is another playlist. That's any sermons and Bible study I've done on First Peter 2. The book of Proverbs, same thing. I have a lot of these, and I got a lot more coming for you guys. I think my favorite book of the Bible is the book of Proverbs. I think it's it's set on now. And then also, uh, I broke down yes. Proverbs 16, 26 uh, for this video. So check out this video I done with Justin as well. Like it was really powerful. Just talking about you know having an appetite and how your appetite works for you. Um, then I also have a playlist just talking about you know craving spiritual milk. You know, spiritual milk of the word of God, appetite for God, all that stuff. All right, yeah, you guys get it. Spiritual junk food and Psalms 23, right? So that's all my playlists. So thanks for tuning in, guys. I uh, pray you enjoyed this video. Make sure to share it out with other people. And I got my twin back with me, so we repping the same clothing and everything. I think and this that was not planned gonna, at all whatsoever. It's gonna be planned from now on. Like I gonna <laughs> match. Like we're gonna be on videos together. <laughs> we're gonna match, man. So. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you guys later. It's 1.41 a.m., so me and him, we got to figure out we're going to do another video or go to bed. So, yeah, you guys. Go to bed. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for Good night, guys. Peace.